than to bring these cats up here. Uh, the Crawford family, uh, they, um, well, here, why don't you take this? You guys share the, share the mic. Next time we make it two, we can share the mic. Um, you can speak right here if you want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so basically, uh, these guys are headed to Burundi. We're gonna, I want to just talk through that with you guys so you can know exactly what's going on, how we could be praying for, and things of that sort. Uh, and then we'll get into some other stuff. But uh, real quick, why don't you guys, uh, just for cats who don't know who you are, introduce yourselves and, and, and talk about what you'll be doing next. Okay. Uh, my name's David, and this is Adrian. Um, and we have two children, Bentley and Clayton. Is this on? Can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, so... Uh, basically, I am a fourth-year medical student, and we're going to be traveling to Burundi, and we'll be working at a hospital there. Um, we're going with an organization called the Central African Health Corps Organization, which is uh, associated with the Free Methodist Church, um, and I'll be working there. And Adrian and the boys are going to come along, um, and she's got a lot of things that she's going to be doing there as well, which she complained about, but... Um, yeah, basically it's a, a small hospital, about 80 beds. Um, there's one full-time doctor, and then there's going to be me and a, another doctor from the United States are going to come on. And then um, it serves a population of about 150 to 200,000 people, um, pretty pretty broad area of uh, southern Burundi. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I'll be doing. Okay, just real quick before we want to hear what Adrian's doing is so if you guys this, these are two of our this is this, this is when you got to trust the God's sovereignty. These two of our leaders and the Lord as we're sending them out. This is going to be uh, obviously God is sovereign, but we're going to definitely miss these guys and it's going to be really um, yeah it's just a big faith step. So uh, it's cool to to be able to give just to let hold people loosely, you know, before the Lord because you guys are awesome. So uh, Adrian, would you talk about what you'll be doing while you're there? Yeah, I have three focuses when I'm there other than trying to. I want to help out maybe if there's an orphanage nearby, um, which I know there is, and a small place for children. Um, to, when we show up, I'm going to see what I can do. But my focuses are on the boys. Um, a lot of times I don't <coughs> give them... Uh, I'm the crier. <laughs> I don't always give really? them the attention that I need, <laughs> that they need um, here in Detroit because I'm you know, kind of doing a lot of things. So that's one of the focuses is to uh, really <laughs> work with Bentley on a speech, Mm-hmm. Um, belly has Down syndrome, and so I just uh, want to use the time to really work with him, and then uh, then I'm going to work on stuff for the children's ministry because um, kind of leading that on faith right now here. I'm not didn't really grow up in the church, and I don't really know what people do with kids in churches. So <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for trusting me with your kids here today. That's awesome. I, I got some books online that I'm going to bring along to really help to learn more about the ch- like how to lead children in, in, in our church and in Detroit. And then um, the third thing that I'm focusing on is um, starting the preschool here, um, which I've kind of had some prayer requests for. So bring some reading material for that as well. So um, those are some big things. And just so you know on the map, Thank you. we fly into Bujumbura. It's the only airport in Burundi. And then we're driving to a city near Gatega, to the right there, you see it. We're going to be in a little city called Kabuye. I can't find it on the map, so... (laughs) It's right about where the U in Burundi is, the second U. So that's where we're going to be, um, just so you can see it on the map. 
<laughs> that's awesome. That's right. And then obviously here to the right is where Burundi is in comparison to Africa. So so people that want to know some more essential. Yeah. Six weeks. We leave on Tuesday and we get back on February 24th. Um, so just before I forget, like we just really want to invite you guys to be praying for us um, as individuals and in your Mac groups, just really lifting us up. Um, the flight is about 30 hours with two kids under, uh, you know, under two. So it, it's going to be like really pray for us in that. Oh my um, goodness. And then um, <laughs> the laugh. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so we just, we, we really need your prayers. David might be gone a lot. It might be one of the busiest rotations he's had. Um, just because when, when they get physicians who can help, it's a big deal. Um, they have a, a medical school where um, the, the students don't get a lot of practicum because there aren't enough doctors to train them. So they're going to be working with some medical students, too. Um, and, um, and then we're committing to pray for you guys while we're there, just praying, you know, as the MAC groups get started up and that people are really growing in the Lord during the winter so that when summer hits, spring hits, we're out there being on missions. So that's our commitment to you. Right, y'all. You can commit, you know, to pray for us while we're there. That's awesome, sis. So what, what are, um, what would you say were you really excited about? Like, what makes you most excited about this opportunity? That you shared the body. <laughs> Um, it, you know, it's, it's overall it's a pretty exciting opportunity to be able to go. Um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about how the hospital works and uh, international medicine, and just kind of figuring out what role that'll play as we go forward from here um, in terms of like future ministry, being able to go over uh, on a regular basis, possibly um, to different different places. So just kind of get get a feel for what that's like and. That we can know, and, and we're really, I, I personally am also really looking forward to having time with just our family, just to kind of like hang out and kind of re, recharge our group, but that's kind of like an added bonus on the side. So. But, um, seven years ago, we saw that movie Hotel Rwanda, and it totally broke Good my opinion. heart. So I think it was then that I was like, I, re- I really want to go there. Not that I can do anything. I don't speak the language. Um, but just for those of you who don't know, um, you know, in Rwanda, there was the big genocide um, in 92 that, you know, killed over a million people in like 90 days or something. Um, and in Burundi, it's been the same thing between the Hutus and the Tutsis, the Civil War, but it's lasted decades. All the national parks are closed. There's no reason for a tourist to go to Burundi. There's, it's a country that doesn't offer anything. Um, but, you know, it's kind of where we wanted to go. So, and it worked out that way. So, anyway, I'm just so excited to go like, and, and just experience a place that's been really broken and mm-hmm. had a lot of pain because, you know, I, I like to be part of those kind of sad, depressing things. <laughs> no offense, guys. <laughs> um, so I have. How did we find it? Uh, I have worked before with the same organization. I went to Haiti and worked at a hospital there a few years ago. 
Um, so we've kind of been associated. They have uh, four or five hospitals uh, kind of around the world. Three kind of right around in the same area in Africa, and then uh, one in Haiti and some other operations. So. What are you, um, are there any fears? Do you have anything that you really, you know, you're like, man, this is kind of nerves about this? Well, I mean, Adrian talked about the plane over and back. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. It realistically, um, I mean, so the peace treaty was signed uh, about two years ago. Um, so it's still a pretty relatively unstable environment. Um, although, uh, it, from what I understand, it's more stable than it used to be. So, but the, the Civil War was, until recently, still going on. So, um, you know, there is the very real prospect that it could, you know, reunite, it, you know, sometime. So, I mean, that's low risk, but that's really there. So, um, and just, you know. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just their safety in general. Um, you know, if you go somewhere else, it's less safe. Mm-hmm. So just, I mean, just not, I mean, that's about. I'm pretty sure a lot of us have traveled different places. I mean, uh, Africa is its own animal. I mean, Sarah and I, we we spent a year in Africa, and you know, the thing is, there's no car seats. You know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, like your the roads, it's just yeah, it's not like roads, like the uh, I mean, there's some places, but usually where probably where these guys are going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy. And and even as you talk about political unrest, um, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, especially like white folks get kidnapped a lot because they perceive, especially Americans, that you have money. Uh, and so these guys will be in a compound, so hopefully there'll be some security there. But I mean, there is some. It's, it's just not as secure. This is a whole nother animal than what we're perceiving. So just know that uh, we need to be praying because um, definitely we just want the Lord's protection for you guys as you're just trusting him. So um, anything you would want to add, you want the body to know that we haven't shared right now? Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of you uh, already received an email inviting you to like receive email updates. Uh, if you didn't and you want to, you can give me your email address. Um, I obviously don't have everybody's email address, so, but as many as I had, I tried to invite you. So, but we're going to be sending regular updates, uh, yeah, as, as we're able. There's no internet where we'll be, um, but there's uh, a guy who, who goes on a regular basis to where there is internet, so we can kind of send an email with him on a, you know, whatever, so, um, yeah. So. so anyway, if you like that, you can talk to me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's my word. Just looking forward to it. And, uh, I'd like to invite you to just join us in, in prayer and, and as we go. Awesome, awesome. Hey, real quick, let's pray. Uh, I would love to get you guys, as you feel led, come run up here real quick. Let's lay hands on our, our brother and sister um, as we... There's <laughs> 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 no gunshot when he's... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That was you, Tyson. Sorry. I'm not. I'm gonna have uh, a few of you guys lead us, and then I'll go ahead and close this. this
Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for giving. God, for the, just the tremendous testimony that they are to my heart, Lord, I ask that you would encamp your ministering spirits about them, Jesus. That you would give David wisdom as he interacts with the students and as he learns from the doctors and as he interacts with the people that are in that community, God, that you would be the great physician in his hands. And God, I ask for Adrienne as she goes and she supports her husband and cares for her children, God, that you would just grow her mother heart, God, that she would be a blessing, Lord, to her boys. She would touch the lives of the people in the community as she just seeks to be a nurturing hand to children in orphanages and as she um, expands her capacity to understand how to care for children in the church. God, I ask that you would just give her insight and wisdom. And God, for family, that you would work in his little body as his Mother seeks to instruct him, God, that you would just open up his understanding, God, that you would just give him words to speak, that you would direct Adrian as she teaches him. Mm-hmm. And that you would help Clayton learn to be a very patient little boy. <laughs> God, that you would just work in his little body as well, God, that you would show yourself strong on his behalf, Lord, that he would be a blessing. And his little smile and the way he enjoys people, I ask that you would just be a blessing, Lord, through him. And give them all a lot of patience on the flight, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be your missionaries. Thank you that it's not uh, just for those who even go, but Lord, thank you it's for those who say yes to you, uh, that you allow us to retell your story. And, Lord, you empower us to retell it um, accurately. Lord, and we pray that would be the case. Holy Spirit, would you allow your daughter and your son to um, retell the gospel story well in Burundi, Jesus, that they would honor you. Lord, you would protect their marriage. You would grow their marriage, their intimacy, uh, their passion for each other. And, Lord, um, through healthy living in Christ, Lord, that they would be a blessing to those around them, to their kids, and, Lord, even as they come back here. Lord, what a joy. We pray that you'll protect um, the Burns home while they're gone. Uh, we pray, Lord Jesus. Yeah, we, we ask for you to just do your thing and be um, the creator God who loves and cares and sacrifices for your creation. All because you're awesome and because you deserve all the glory. So we pray for safety and for trust in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Sam. Ah, give me some love. All right, baby. <laughs> so, um, real quick, family. So, what we're gonna do now, um, which we're gonna hit uh, a few brief points that we that we wanted to make sure we covered with the whole mission. Envision and Mac Ave, and then again uh, next week, come ready and prepared to hit uh, the book of Genesis together as a family. Okay? Um, not a faux pas for you to ask questions. We want clarity of understanding, so please feel free uh, to do that. 
Real quick, mission and vision, clear as day. We discussed the difference between the mission and vision last week. Um, so you have Mac Avenue Community Church. We exist to bring glory, right, or honor and attention to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that uh, in our own flavor is by uh, trusting the Lord to see communities transformed both spiritually and physically starting with our own. Okay, that's our flow. Uh, we want to do all that in the, uh, within the life and blood of, of being disciples and making disciples, right, discipleships. Is how is how we do that. We t- and that's why all the last week we discussed in length what that looks like, so people can have clarity um, as we're making decisions on on locking arms together. Uh, a couple things we missed out on. I wanted to, I think, rightfully so, as as we had the Crawfords up, is um, missions. Just talking real quick about um, our heart behind missions, and then I'm gonna um, jump back. Um, with some housekeeping within our local body, and then we're going to have um, Leon uh, lead us and, and take us home as we talk about outreach and community development. Uh, missions, guys, I'm so excited about this opportunity. We, we're, we support a few missionaries um, uh, here and there, but, guys, we really want um, to be sacrificially being about how do we engage culture um, through this little body around the world, and how do we put ourselves in environments uh, where we have to take these faith steps to see what God is doing all over the world, okay? So we're really in a process of figuring out um, who are we going to partner with, what the partnership is going to look like, and how can some individuals lead it. And, I, and basically, I just don't have the capacity, and it's been cool to see some people step up. I love uh, that when the Crawfords get back, I know they're going to try and help um, facilitate and lead that. And we have a few, a couple individuals who just joined Mac Group, who really have an interest in helping us toward this missional, this missions in outside of our local community. Okay, family? Uh, a couple things is um, what we want to do is uh, partnering near our border. And I know a, few, a bunch of you guys, have, you, you've uh, filled out a little document. We had a little meeting a while ago. We're going re- to definitely contact you because we, wanna be make, we, wanna, we want to put skin in the game big time this summer uh, in two ways, um, in our financial giving even more, uh, but also in us figuring out what does it look like for us to to head somewhere and partner and serve and learn um, apart from this um, local community. Okay, family? Uh, we have a partner near our border, uh, somewhere closer, and in the area where the gospel is not being preached. Preferably, as you guys are understanding, the, a 1040 window going somewhere where we're saying, is the gospel um, clear here? Uh, we want to give individuals a chance to, to hear the gospel. So that's what our targets are. So as you are thinking yeah, I wish I would have had. Yeah, I, I wish I would have had a little uh, deal. It's the latitude and longitude lines of of the space where the gospel is not being preached in the world. And so maybe next week I can pop that up right before Genesis. Thanks, sis, just for you guys to understand what the 1040 window is. Uh, it is a, it is a segment of our world where the, uh, where people are least reached with the gospel. Okay. Um, and so that's where we want to make sure we're headed in one of those places, but also that we're somewhere near our border. Um, and, you know, another way, too, we have a lot, of, a lot of suburban churches that have been unbelievable in partnering with us, caring for us, plugging into our community, figuring out what we're about. We even have some cash right now from Harvest Bible just visiting. Uh, they've been awesome, uh, Harvest Bible in North Ridge in particular. Um, we want to figure out ways where we can get outside ourselves. Although we got drama, uh, they do, too. And uh, we want to deal with our drama and love the Lord and experience the gospel and live missional. But guess what? We also want to realize we want to step outside ourselves, and that helps us to relieve the sense of selfishness that we can start to build in ourselves, as we always wanted people to help us and fix our problems, uh, to go out and serve some other people and realize we ain't all that, right? So um, 
So we want to. So there's opportunities. We want to. We want to start doing that um, and, and figuring out ways that we can partner with churches. Not again. Not forsaking our 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 goal here. Seeing this community transform. You know, we won't be about that. But making sure that we're just exercising our muscles to stay fit. Right. Um, one way in particular, um, you'll get more information. February 13th, we're going to figure out a way to help serve uh, Northridge. Just having this thing where they're trying to feed a million people. Um, and we're going we're gonna to go pack some boxes and, and try and do some stuff with them just to let them know that we are partnering. And, oh, here's a cool thing, too. Our church, guess what? We can add value to bigger churches, too. You know what I'm saying? So um, just remember that, guys. Um, and planting churches around Detroit to fulfill Christ's vision. Uh, eventually, at some point, you know, as the Lord is, is increasing our numbers and we're getting bigger and all that stuff, um, our, this, this heart here, guys, if you, you, we will never be a mega church. That's not what we're trying to be. Even if the Lord allows us to get big, what we're, guess what we're going to do? We're going to plant churches, right? As soon as we get big, half of y'all leaving, okay? <laughs> and we're going to start another church because that's what we're about. And, and what I love about this body, I love that you guys are like crazy like that. You know, even with mad groups, it's like the microcosm of this, you know? You guys are in a mad group. You're kicking it. You're loving each other. And then we call you and say, yo, you got to go start in that mad group. And you cry and you trip for a little bit. But usually, <laughs> but usually, no, all the time, our body, <laughs> I still, man. All, but usually you, we all step up and say, okay, this is, because this is bigger than me. This is about the kingdom. So I get it. And I love that about you guys. So the same way with, with churches in general, we will continue to take our resources and give them away um, to make sure that we remember that this is about the Lord and that we don't get arrogant. Um, so our dream is that every person in Mad Group serves together in missions outside our commun- community annually, meaning that our heart is eventually that every person at Mac Ave, uh who is being discipled, we will uh, be going somewhere um, annually to just see what the Lord is doing and to be a resource to others. Okay? Praise him? Praise him. Care. Uh, no, that means I'm assuming that you're going to do something you know, like just outside this community and like, you know, 30 minutes away. But I'm saying I want us to take a risk that every person, every one of us figures out and we say, Lord, would you allow us to go overseas or do, do some serve in Haiti? Hopefully we have a partnership in Haiti or something like that. And that we are continuing as we're in relationships with the church, that we are continually developing our relationship by sending the people, um, over there, um, we're going, to be, we're going to be processing through that because there's also a big thing, too. We don't want to always be just sending us and getting in people's way. We might see it most advantageous to send resources. So we need to humble ourselves, you know, versus spending 10 grand to fly all our butts over there, you know, and stare at people. Maybe we give them 10 grand. You know, we got to think through that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll think through that, and then we'll trust the Lord and believe the Lord and, and live the gospel in that way. You know, we really want to be wise about how we do missions and make sure we're not messing people up as they're serving the Lord somewhere else. Um, okay, I was tripping. Okay, so housekeeping stuff. So we're cool there? All right, fam. Um, really encourage you, if, you, if I talk all fast and stuff, this stuff is online, so you can, you know, listen online, too, if I'm, if I'm talking too fast. Um, two big things I wanted to talk about, about uh, as far as discipleship and, and where we're going. We didn't get a chance to tell you guys. You know, we, we have a lot of individuals, and a lot, a lot of cats aren't even here right now, and the Lord has just done a really gracious thing in our body. Uh, with that said, we have people now from different um, areas of Detroit. You guys know that we're in an under-resourced area. Now, let me break this down to you. Nothing personal at all. Here's the thing. When we came to this community, there was seven of us, three left, so here, here are four of us in this community staring at each other going, man, what, what are we going to do? 
Okay, we're going to live the gospel. We realize that this was an under-resourced community, okay? Um, the urban definition of a ghetto, okay, now we understand the dictionary definition is different than the urban definition, but the urban definition is when you take resources out of an area and you leave it under-resourced or unresourced, what you've just developed is a ghetto, okay? Right? Unresourced, people who don't have resources, right? Um, and, and that could be whatever resources. And in particular here, there's churches on every corner of the street um, in our community. You know how much I, I, I balk at the fact that there's so many churches around my house. I go to a lot of these churches and they're not preaching the gospel, just trying to keep it real. Nothing personal at all. Um, but that reality, um, you know, growing up as an African-American, I grew up in church. To be black was to be a Christian, which is a lie. Uh, it's almost like you cultural Catholics as white people, right? That's what y'all do in the suburbs. Um, and uh, but both of those lies, you probably, if, you, if that's what you're thinking, you're probably not a believer. And uh, but the Lord, so the Lord wants true Christianity, right? True gospel. People who say, "I love Jesus Christ. He's my King. My hope and my destiny is in Christ." For that to be our mode of operation. Um, with that being said, that that's a, there's spiritual apathy like crazy in our community. Huge under-resourced aspect of our community. Huge. Okay. So what we have said, we've said, okay, there's no, there's these, there's these lack of resources here. So what we need to do is not that we just come teach and just, and just add that, you know, and, and just sort of like mix that pot. We're saying we want to bring resources to an under-resourced area in order for it to have the resources to make a clear decision about the gospel. Okay, we're on the same page so far. So what? So what the Lord has done with all of you, the way He's using you, is your. You, see, our resources isn't cheese. It isn't just money. Okay, I would say our better resource for Mac Ave, the resources that we have that I love, is our social capital. It's you. It's sold out crazy folk who love Jesus. Right? And so we bring crazy folk who love Jesus, and if you've got some education, that's cool. You've got a little money, that's cool. And we come into the community, and we neighbor, and we fight for a community that doesn't have a voice because it's too apathetic to have one. Okay? We don't come to do something to a community. We come to neighbor in a community. You see that? Okay, so now while we're neighboring in a community, what happens is we say now, because we want to make sure that the resources are being plugged into this community, and because the life and blood of what we're about is discipleship, we're saying we want to grow people up, make disciples, and see them disciple people in the community, and that's how we're going to see God be glorified in this community. Okay? All right? Now, if, since that's the case, being in a community is huge. It's huge, Okay? So what we realize is as we are growing, people, we got a lot of people outside the community, and that's cool, but we ask everybody, if you're in a discipleship relationship, we're extremely clear. We want you to consider to make sure that you're a proselyte, so if you will, and that you live somewhere else, but you have identified and want to plug into this community for the sake of the community. Not MacF, the community. Okay? So people get mad all the time. Well, why, why I got to do that? Why I got to it has, it's nothing personal. It has nothing to do with me. I don't get five more dollars for you to live near here. Right? It's about the community. It's about us wanting to care for this area. I say all that to say, so even as we've looked at mad groups, the hardest thing for us to do, we are extremely grace-motivated in this body, but we have to make decisions to make sure that we are preserving the integrity of our ministry in this community. Okay, and as we have more people who live outside the community, we are saying it is absolutely nothing personal. We absolutely love you, and we thank you for coming and fighting for us and fighting for the people in this community. But it would be, it would be counterproductive to begin to take the life and blood of what we do and to have it be done outside the community if we're trying to reach this community. It just wouldn't make sense. 
If I'm a pastor and I'm discipling cats who are not going to disciple in this community, I've been a bad steward if I'm trying to reach this community. So what we're doing, we're moving all of our MAC groups, okay? We want the focus of MAC groups to be meeting in this community, all right? That doesn't mean you can't, as leaders decide, you want to go have dinner somewhere else sometimes. Grace motivated, do what you got to do. We want the life and blood in everybody for all of us to be on the same page that we are fighting for this community. So we want the things that we do, the heart of what we do, to be in this community, right? Okay? So all the MAC groups... If you don't live here, we're asking you to graciously fight with us and allow your times of meet at Matt Group to be in this community, to help bring a meal in this community. The only reason we're asking is so that we can preserve the integrity of trying to reach and trying to keep the heartbeat in our hearts alive for this community. Okay? Sarah always says, it's hard to love the poor when you don't know the poor. And we just want to make sure we keep we keep craziness in your midst so you don't just get to have your cake and eat it too. Let's fight for this area, go, okay? Okay, so, I, so please dialogue with us, talk with leaders, but that's why we're doing what we're doing. I just want you to understand our heart. It's just because we're looking and we're realizing at some point uh, we'll begin to lose the heart of the community. Um, so that's, 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 that's the communal piece. That's what we're doing. We're moving automatic groups. Uh, the other vision piece I wanted to talk about is the issue of discipleship and counseling. Understand, counseling is, um, discipleship is interesting because we look, at, um, we look at discipleship as theological training. You sit down, you teach people theological truths, okay? But you obviously know if you've discipled at any point in time in MacAv, that's not the case. You're teaching theological truth, but you're teaching people how to be a man, how to be a woman, right? I came to Christ, didn't know what it meant to be a real man. I was taught you fight, you have sex, you do stupid stuff. Right? That's what I thought was defining me as a man. I come to Christ, start reading the Bible, got this guy deciding me. He starts teaching me, you're not a man, you're a punk. Right? So, read, so demythologize your life and become a man. Right? That's really what he did. He just didn't teach me 1 Peter 5, 6. He taught me how to be a man. So with that said, your, your counseling is huge in discipleship. Huge. Right? I love discipleship because if you're selfish, it'll, it'll reveal itself like a big old fat pimple. Right? Because you, in, count, in discipleship, you're supposed to listen to people. So if you're always talking, you can't listen. Right? You've got to listen. You've got to hear what people, what people are dealing with. You need to pray. You need to be outside yourself a little bit. See, I love discipleship because it's not about arrival. It's sanctification one-on-one. It's how you really begin to grow in the Lord when you have to care about somebody else. So with all that said, um, what, what, what um, Kelsey and I have been discussing right now is there's a book called Encouragement. You can get it. It's a great book. Larry Crabb, one of the most prolific um, Christian counselors of our generation, wrote a powerful book that says if, if Christians would just be the church, 80 to 85 percent, if not more, of Christian counseling would be obsolete. Is it connecting? I think it's encouragement, actually, but... But hey, if it's connecting and encouragement, praise the Lord by both. <laughs> okay, okay, well, well, get both and, and hallelujah. You can read two books of a, great, of a great author. Connecting and encouragement, he wrote them both. The reality is, uh, is, that, is that a lot of times we, in our body and all around, there's a problem, go to Christian counseling. There's a problem, go to Christian counseling. We're asking individuals in our body to understand that we, we, God has given you us this local body, right, that the gospel can work through this body. And what we want to make sure we're doing is that we're not outsourcing gospel issues where we, if we're being in the church, can deal with them right here. Okay? If, if you, you know, you're struggling with jealousy and you know it's automatically get counseling, 
Let's see if the, if the Lord can answer that in the gospel, in community. Why can't can the Lord, let's let the Lord get a shot, okay? He's placed us in community. And so I'm saying I had to say now our only issue, though, is one of the big things that he says is that the reason why we're not doing what we're supposed to do is because people aren't trained. So we get that. So, so we are trying to figure out ways to make sure that we're training up our people because what we are is we're counseling each other in our journey together. That's what we're doing when we do discipleship. Nothing sexy at all. We're getting the word. We're reminding ourselves, renewing our mind, and just being there for each other. That's what we do, okay? So I'm saying all that to say when we have our discipleship retreat, we're going to have a huge track on counseling, on like what does it look like for us to learn how to talk and connect and, and, re, and re-say things to each other and hear each other and press into issues and have courage. And we want to make sure that we are not just outsourcing issues so we don't have to handle them. And always remember, just, just for the nuts and bolts as you were doing discipleship, it's not, and it's not like, okay, there's, here's, here's a person, here's an issue, and we've been dealing with it for four weeks. They're not healed yet, so maybe, maybe you should get counseling. No, 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 no. Guess what? When you go to counseling, cats be in counseling three, four, ten years. You know? Still ain't dealt with it. You know why? Because it's a longevity issue. It's not that they just go to counseling and get healed. He, just, he met with them for, for one year. You met with them for three weeks. So I propose, why don't you meet with them for one year? My point in that is that, no, the goal isn't just, hey, you need to get better or you need to get somebody else. The goal is walking with people in their journey. Okay, family? So the two big things in our vision, um, this just makes sure we have an appropriate perspective of counseling, what we're doing, why we're, why we're in each other's lives, and uh, to talk about um, being in community together. Um, any questions? Cool. Um, okay. Thanks. So Lee's going to take us home and talk about outreach and community development stuff. He was just taken off with the baton. He just dropped the baton. Like. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Leon. I'm one of the pastors here at MacAv, and uh, it's my pleasure to be leading uh, a few of the different areas. And one of the areas I lead is um, outreach. And uh, I think I had a couple things I was going to say, but Adrian almost set it up perfectly. She was talking about Burundi and how, you know, from the world's eyes, there's no reason you would want to go to Burundi, you know. And I, I, I was thinking back to some of my experiences growing up in the hood of Cleveland, like how many friends of mine were told they would never be anything, or you'd be just like your dad who's drunk and in jail, or you, you're going to be a prostitute because women use their bodies instead of their brains, you know. And, and, and so outreach, friends, isn't just something that we do. It's an opportunity for us to tell a person who they are in the sight of God. That no, that whatever that mindset is, let me shatter that with the reality that you've been created in the image of a God who loves you. So what does that look like? It might be dinner for you, or it might be a, a basketball tournament. It, it, it looks like a v- variety of things. But we share the passion for a person to experience Christ in whatever we do. So, um, man, I had worship team up there. Y'all like, what's going on? So we'll go, we'll go back to that in a minute. But, friends, if, if you've been connected with MacAv, you know we're serious about outreach. Yeah, David and Adrian are going to Burundi, but they're going, that's a mission trip. We're all called to live a missional posture. So when you leave here, this greater Detroit region, your job, your family, that's your mission field. 
Those are the people you are called to impact. And specifically, we're focusing our efforts on this zip code. So we've done it in a, in a few different ways. We do it through momentum outreaches where we all come together and say, let's try to rally this entire community. Let's shock this entire community with a Jesus expression. It might be, you know, our Easter egg hunt or a camp or a fair day or harvest party. It's one of, one of those things. And we do those things, you know, every year, annually. These momentum events are going to happen. And we, we, everybody's welcome to be a part of those. But then, you know, and that's only like, what, six or seven events that happen each year. And you don't see really any of those take place during this winter time from Christmas till about Easter for two reasons. One, it's cold outside. <laughs> and in the hood, you're not getting a brother outside the house unless you got giving away free money or free pizza. So you got to, <laughs> but, but, but really, like, if we're doing this the whole year of, you know, Easter and Fair Day through the summer and through the fall up to Christmas, we now have a pool of people to connect with during these months of us not going out. You know, so, so initially when we first arrived, you see door-to-door evangelism at the bottom. We were going out, going door-to-door, talking to people, sharing our faith, you know, and, and, and we still will do that in a different way, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But the heart behind why we did that was, one, to bring the gospel to the doorstep of people, but also to have opportunities to share. Now we have events that are pouring in names for us to be able to share. So our door-to-door doesn't look like, hey, let's pick a street and just walk down. Our door-to-door looks like, man, I got five neighbors who we could care for today. Let's go shovel the driveway of the elderly woman who's raising her grandchildren. You know, we we can still do door-to-door evangelism. It just looks different now. So these momentum outreaches are going to happen. Our pace outreaches happen also, and those are more consistent. Those happen like every two weeks or at least twice a month. And that's when we have our corner stores where we're out getting resources into this community. Uh, If you have not had a chance to be a part of our Pace Outreach, our corner store, or our Momentum, you are always invited. This isn't like a, a, a Mac-only thing, you know, like a, if I'm, can, I, can I do it if I'm not being discipled? Of course. Like, we, we actually would love to have you come out and be a part of things. Uh, but instead of continuing to talk about what, you know, corner store is and things of that nature, I, I want you guys to hear from one of our own, and she shares a little bit about, about, um, about what a pace outreach might look like. Come on up, Carla. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Carla, if you don't know me. Um, I've been with MacEd for about seven. Now, Carla, you know this one. Okay, my name is Carla. I've been with MacEd for about seven, eight months, but it feels like a year already. Um, I've participated in, uh, from Fair Day down um, in the outreaches, and I just had so much fun just seeing what the church is doing and engaging the people in the gospel. And um, how I found my calves is through an outreach. Um, one day I was fishing Kayvon, my son, he's three in a stroller, um, up to the blue light market right there on Mac. And then I looked, and then I looked, and I saw a bunch of white people at this table in a coat. 
I was like, it's cold out here. You know what they're doing. So I said, I'm going to stop by that table and see what's going on on my way out the store. So I stopped, and um, they were selling um, shampoo and conditioner, and they also had paperwork about um, the gospel and engaging um, most of the people who went to the table and getting to know Jesus. So I got stocked me up. They were like 50 cents or something, so I made sure I stocked up on shampoo and conditioner. But I also filled out one of the information sheets. So um, at the time in my life, I was going through a lot. Um, so it had been like a year, and I found myself on Sylvester uh, with my son's aunt, and I got this phone call. And it was Lindsay Val. Um, she's not here right now. Um, but she called me and she said, is this Carla? And I'm like, um, yeah. She's like, do you remember when? And I didn't remember at the time. Then she said shampoo. And I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, <laughs> so she said, yeah. And, um, would you like to um, come to a service? You know, we at the time, I don't think Mac had, had service um, when I first was heard about Macab, but I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, I'll love to come for service. She was just so happy, and I could just tell, like, I want to be happy like that. Let me see, let me step out here and um, finally listen and see what someone has to say. Um, I know I love Jesus, but at that time, it was sort of tough to, like, I know I'm not walking. At that time, I was not walking, um, you know, that crest like, um, like I am now. Um, so um, that Saturday came, and I called her, and I said, are you still going to come get me? So I talked to her now about it, and she said, I was just so excited. You know, you picked the phone up and called me. You know, she wasn't trying to want to see, like, if I was going to still come. But um, I came that Sunday service, and I've been here ever since. And I'm just so pleased to see, you know, the passion that everyone has in this body during those outreaches. Like, we all love Jesus, and we all see that we need Jesus, and there's people out in that world like I was who was lost, and um, I'm happy to say I'm right here. I'm still standing, and I'm alive in Christ now, and um, this is awesome. This has been an awesome experience for me. Um, so, yeah, that's it. One of the uh, one of the things Carla told me, she said, uh, you know, when I met Lindsay, I could tell she was nice, but what made one of, one of the things that made a difference was I could tell she really wanted me to fall in love with Jesus. Isn't that what you want, like, to be said about you when you pass? You know, like, yeah, he was a nice dude, he did some cool stuff, but he wanted me to fall in love with Jesus. You know, so. Uh, also, one of the things she said which broke my heart was that it was a year before we called her. A year before we called her. So, Mac Ave, like, let that be like, you know, let us rejoice in that this sister is a part of our body and has grown and is, like she said, she's alive in Christ, you know, but, but we don't want that to happen on our watch. So, we're not doing any new outreaches. We're not adding more momentums and let's do five new paces. Can we just connect with people? Can we just love people, invite them over? Can we just initiate with those little yellow cards that we get 
and say, Lord, we've been faithful with the name you've given us, you know? So family, we, we, that, that's the outreach component, and we invite and expect every person who considers themselves a Macaver uh, to be living out the gospel, um, and this is one of, the, one, of the, one of the ways in which we encourage that. Uh, Mac have community development. This is, uh, this is an initiative you guys have started. You know, as we were out there doing those PACE outreaches and we're talking to people at Corner Store, people are saying things like, hey, I wish there was a place for my kids. My kids are struggling at school. I wish there was a place where they could have help. Or housing. We're being, you know, we can't afford to get a mortgage. We, we don't have the credit for it. But the slumlords know that. So they take advantage of us. You know, I'm in a two-bedroom house paying 850 or I'm in a three-bedroom house paying 1000 You know, like, when you hear some of the ways that people are being taken advantage of, it, it, it'll break your heart. So this development organization is here to move initiatives forward that always point us back to discipleship. Again, the heart behind anything that flows out of this ministry is that a person would be growing in Christ. We're not here just to make new houses or here just to make DPS look good with better reading results. Our desire is that families would grow in Christ. And some of the effects of that would be better, greater literacy, would be quality and affordable housing. So that's the little Mac, Mac, uh, Mac development logo. Um, friends, we have, MacLit has been doing uh, an amazing job in the lives of a number of kids. We've got 15 kids currently being tutored, uh, around 30 tutors engaging with them weekly. Uh, we can praise the Lord, and I'm about to shout. Hold on, put the mic down. So last night I received an email that we received our first grant as MacLit. So And it's, it's and it, it, I mean, again, guys, you guys know we're not in it for the money, but it's just great to know that others come behind you and support what you're doing in the lives of these young ones. So, um, so please pray for wisdom and how to add 15 more kids. We do need more tutors uh, that the kids would make a significant progress in their reading ability. Because at the end of the day, it, it's about Jesus being glorified and these kids being able to read. So, Carrie. Carrie asked, what was the grant for? And primarily it's for supplies and resources for the kids and for the, uh, for the, the, the tutors. So more books, more, yeah, yeah, more resources for them. Great question. Um, yeah, we want the kids, their reading level to increase. Uh, we want to, to, to know how best to see families come into the MACAV body as a result of this. Or, no, excuse me, first come into the body of Christ. Hey, if you come to know Jesus and you go somewhere else, we are celebrating. You know, but we feel like the Lord is doing some amazing things here, and we want people to have exposure to it. So how do we continue to funnel people so that they see, oh, man, literacy was attractive, but Christ is so much more attractive. Um, And then uh, if you could be pleased praying for the relationship that we have with the church we're releasing space from. Um, Just praying that that relationship would continue to, to be more healthy. Um, and then we're hoping that there'll be some more consistent assistance to help Ann, who is our director. Uh, we have some amazing people helping. 
uh, but as more kids come, the, the needs continue. So uh, please keep Mac lit in your prayers. Uh, Mac Development Housing. Uh, so there's a number of houses that many of you guys have helped us renovate, whether it was clean out trash, paint, uh, whatever. Th this flows out of out of our desire to see people growing in Christ again. Like, how is it connected to discipleship? Well, you know, let me see, how do I say? Have you, a home can be a place of refuge. It can be a place of peace. It can be a place where you are excited to sit down and grow in the Lord. It can be a place where you desire to invite people. Or it can be a place that you hate going to. You know, I look at some of the young guys in our, in our community and I'll, 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 you know, I've had a chance to talk with them and the conditions of their home, they like to be at their cousin's house or friend's house. You know, there was one woman, she, had, she didn't have any, uh, on her second floor bedroom, there were no windows. It was just wood sheets covering the windows. And, and, and we want to be a body that says, hey, this is one more agent of creation. We want you to see and experience new creation in this community. The aim is that new creation will happen in your heart, but you can also experience new creation in this community tangibly. So these efforts are all efforts that we are moving forward for people who desire to grow in Christ. Again, like we, we're, not, we don't, we're just not trying to help people get a house. We're trying to help people grow in Christ, and one of the effects of that at times is being able to, uh, to, to, to be in a, uh, one, one of the facilities that we've renovated. So currently there's three. One is the Parker House, uh, another is the Fisher Cottage, and another is the Burns House. And we are at this time uh, trusting the Lord to help us in the renovation processes and bringing resources to finish these uh, uh, these properties um, and uh, in this coming year we hope to bring closure to these properties and possibly start one new property um, the, 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 so who gets in how does it happen basically friend Karen no it does not no, the, so the building that we all went inside and prayed inside is not, uh, is not under the CDC umbrella, but it still is under the vision of the church. So it, it yeah. Was that clear, y'all? That would be cool. So our hope is that, like, that we would care for every family that gets connected to us for any CDC initiative, whether it's MacLit housing, we would care for them holistically. And that looks like you know, pouring into a person spiritually, also giving advice on financial matters, also ensuring that the family is holistic in how they treat one another. We don't, I mean, you want to see mothers and fathers loving each other well so that they can model it for the kids. You know, so there's a counseling component, there's a financial component, and there's a God-centered discipleship component that makes up a stability plan for each family uh, that will benefit from these resources. So um, we're just praying for a committee that will help to lead and guide that stability plan um, so that more families can be cared for uh, within our body. So, yeah, and, and, and lastly, be praying for, and Nielsen, I don't know, 
do we have another slide up for the 7900 map? Be praying for the be praying for the uses of that building. We are so excited and trusting that the Lord is going to bring resources and individuals to help us move the renovations along. But friends, I mean, there's just a number of opportunities that the building can be used for. So be praying that, that God would lead us uh, in, in selecting the right ones. Um, now, I wanted to go back a sec. Because I, I rarely ever give any, like, praise to individuals. But uh, for a second, I've got to acknowledge our worship team. We've been a part, we've been using this facility, what, a year and a half now? And our worship team started two, maybe about two months, two and a half months before we even started meeting here. And they have been a, a small group but have led us in worship, uh, which is more than just music, uh, have led us in worship every week for a year and a half. And this is like, what, on, a, on, a, on our largest number, Micah, what, nine people? <laughs> That's our largest number, you know? So I, I just would love for a second for us to pray for them. And I want you guys to know, as, as a brother who gets to serve with you all, that I am so blessed by your commitment and the way you've poured into this body. And friends, as we make a request to have additional people help, it's not to replace them, it's to advance and, and come alongside the vision of what our body can experience through worship. So please, if you are one of those people who think you can add value, come. You know, if you say, hey, I maybe can help, I can't do 20 hours a week, but I can do five, I can do two, come. Please contact me. But will you guys join me um, and, and, and praying for our praying for our worship team. If, well, wait one second. If you're on the worship team, could you just raise your hand just so people know who you are, please? Stand on up. Stand on up. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to hide in the back. Yeah, Rich, Micah, Becca, Kristen, Meredith, <laughs> Nick. Where's Riker? Thank you, guys. I thought I saw Riker in here somewhere. Did you not stand up? Girl, stand up. She was a part of the team. Amen. <laughs> Will you guys pray with me? Father, we just rejoice in all that you're doing. How you've shown us that, that our resources need to be here. So you've led us in how to move Matt groups forward, Father. Lord, you've uh, allowed for homes to be renovated. And just another display of your, your creative hand in this community. Lord, you've allowed kids to come and families to come through Spring Hill and through corner stores and through day camps and so many other things, God. And we praise you for it. And Lord, we thank you for our, our, our worship team, Lord, which have served you faithfully with a committed heart. I pray, God, that you would continue to send partners like Val and others who who give them a breath of fresh air when they can break and just be in the midst of the body. I thank you for leading them as they select songs that reflect your heart, Father, that line up with sermons being preached, that just further give us a picture of you. I pray, God, for, for your protection around them as they are an influential part of what we experience on a Sunday, Lord, and I know Satan's not happy 
So, Father, I pray you would protect them from from plans of the enemy to bring forth uh, dissension in their marriages or compromise in their singleness or, or anything else. God, would you watch over them? Lord, we rejoice in all that you are doing through this body. And, uh, Father, it is, it is indeed a joy to serve you in this community. Father, I, I thank you for every person listening. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I, uh, last week, I want to thank you guys for praying for me because uh, I wasn't here. I was sick. And I did listen to the sermon online, but I don't remember this part, so if I say it twice... Forgive me. Um, come live in the community. I, I don't know how, how to say it. We're doing some exclusive, we're, we're trying to keep resources here. And the, but we want that invitation to always be open, that you would realize we're trying to live out the gospel here, and we want you to do it with us. Will we ever look bad, look down upon you for not doing it? No, no. But will we always ask you and invite you to lock arms with us here so that neighboring can be that much more uh, seamless and easy for you? Yes. So come on down. I got a couple houses I can hook you up with. (laughs) At this time, friends, we're going to have a time of tithe and offering. And uh, Brother Caleb, if you know, Caleb's gone. So Micah and and Jeremy... Would you brothers mind helping with, uh, with uh, tithe and offering this morning? Friends, this is something that we do as, a, as an act of worship to the Lord. Um, if you are still wondering about who God is, and, or you may not understand,